This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air. Hello everyone. Takaho. Selamat datang. Konnichiwa. Hola. 안녕하세요. Assalamu alaikum. And Kiora. Connecting Cultures Features is a show by and for the beautiful and diverse multicultural people of Dunedin. Join me every Friday noon for Connecting Cultures Features on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM, podcast on oar.org.nz.
It is now 12 p.m. and you are listening to Connecting Cultures Features on RFM. Hello everyone, welcome to Connecting Cultures Features, a show by, for and about the multicultural people of Dunedin and New Zealand. Uh, so t- today I have a very special guest, um, I'm still fangirling um, about her today, um, it's Nurul Shamsul. Um, so I feel like we've been talking on Instagram and a lot and we had so much interactions, but this is actually yeah. our first time um, talking yeah. to each other. Kia ora, Nurul. Kira, hi, Kira, everyone. I'm really excited to be here. I feel like it's a long time coming, and I feel like we've been planning this for a while now. Yeah. So, alhamdulillah, we're finally making this happen. So, I'm really excited for this and like to get to know you more and um, just talk about my journey as well and perhaps your journey too. If you want to share, if we had something related, yeah. Yeah, thank you so cool. much, Nuro. I feel like you have been part of my journey in New Zealand as well. You know, oh, really? yeah. Like um, yeah. when I when I came back to New Zealand, I feel like I was trying to find my place and like reading your stories oh. on how you found a place and how you were confident here. That really like helped me, and I, re- I really oh, wanted you to know that. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. No, I'm so glad that like I helped you in your journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you've definitely helped me in my journey as well. Like you. Like whenever I see um, your posts on Instagram or read your stories about you, I get really inspired by like the mahi and the work that you do as well. So yeah, you're doing amazing in New Zealand, by the way. <laughs> Isn't this amazing? <laughs> like, um, I'm really glad that this is um, happening and we'll actually be seeing a lot more of each other yes. during the weekend. Yeah. Um, exactly, yeah. I'm so excited and thank you so much for letting me know about it and to remind me to apply for it so yeah yeah I'm so excited to see you in person which yeah. I think will be so much better mm. and so for context to our listeners um mm. Nurul recently joined the Asian New Zealand Foundation Leadership Network um so she'll be inducted this weekend so I'm really excited to have her on board um I've been in the foundation for two years now um mm-hmm. so it's great to have like another friend on <laughs> the leadership yeah, no, network for sure no I'm so glad to have you that I can turn to like anything pops up or I have like any questions because you are on the advisory um, yeah yeah so that's <laughs> awesome that's like amazing honestly <laughs> thank you yeah um so let's talk about you would you please introduce yourself to our listeners okay hi everyone kia ora. um so my name is Nurul Shamsul and I am from Malaysia and Indonesia originally um, but I've lived in New Zealand ever since I was five years old. Um, I live in a country rural town called Morrinsville. If you know where that is, it's a small town just outside of Hamilton. And we are known for our cows that we have all around town. And we even have a <laughs> mega cow, which is pretty cool. And um, it's also the place where Jacinda Ardern grew up as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty cool. Um so yeah, I guess that's like a little mini introduction about me and I think you're probably going to be asking me more questions. <laughs> that is a very yeah. small introduction of you. There's so much more we can talk about. <laughs> um, um, so what do you currently do? Um, so I actually started my new job um, at the Ministry of Social Development and I am working as a work worker. Mm. Um, so my role as a work worker is that I'm looking out for opportunities 
um, through employers and trying to get um, some of our clients to work with them as well. Um, so um, I'm really enjoying this role. And so, like, I love the fact that I'm able to, like, help people get into a better position in their lives so that um, they can um, get back into the community and to be, like, financially independent themselves and just, like, giving those opportunities for our clients and just trying to make life easier for them. So I'm really excited for that. Um, and inshallah, I am also in my last month for my master's. Wow. Um, yeah, so for the past um, two years, I've been doing my master's in public policy at the University of Auckland. Um, so, yeah, um, that has been... Very intense, yeah. um, very um, exciting, and like I'm really glad that um, it's almost over and done with <laughs> because I feel like it's just it's been like been a while that I've been uh, studying um, in this particular program, but I've enjoyed every single like moment of it um especially with like the things that I'm learning and it's like more in line to what I'm passionate about as well mm. and um I guess before I started my master's in public policy I was actually working in Malaysia mm. as a policy and program executive in a woman empowerment organization That's so cool. um so yeah um so yeah that got me more into um public policy and just like empowering women to have like a better life as well mm. so yeah that's what I'm really into that's cool yeah. that you have the job experience so that would mm. be like reflective yeah, no. for your studies yeah. yeah definitely so that definitely helped me get into the program because I originally have like a background in psychology mm. and social policies so yeah it's really cool that I had I was able to get that experience back in Malaysia and just to see what the political environment is like and how policies work and how to make good policies and um, just like networking with um, other people and working with other organizations and yeah it's just been really cool yeah and what's your research yeah. about your master's that you're finishing? my research is actually on um, informal workers like women workers in Malaysia and what we can do to empower them after the COVID-19 pandemic <gasps> that is yeah. amazing yeah no and I'm really passionate about it because like um I know like in Malaysia um women have like a higher percentage of like gaining higher education but um there are like less women that are employed mm. so I was just like looking at that and then um like whenever like I go to Malaysia you know how there's those hawkers or those like machis is like working in the stores and stuff like that like um like I got to know them and like I always buy food for them from them and stuff like that so like um, I guess, like, I always wonder what happened to them during the COVID-19 pandemic because mm. they would have struggled a lot. So I just, yeah, I wanted to research to see um, what was going on and what we can do just to make sure that they um, are able to thrive after the pandemic. And, yeah, so that, that, that was what I researched on. Yeah, that yeah. is such a good research. And I feel like it's something that we need as well. Um, even mm. though, like, COVID 
uh, it's like ending but yeah yeah it's um, an endemic now which is good yeah yeah but there's still a lot going on like inflation yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah for mm-hmm. sure no like a lot of people are struggling so yeah hopefully things do get better mm, that's amazing yeah, that you're there. doing a research for to help the people back home you know yeah 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 no mm. definitely like um i know that I always want to go back to Malaysia or Indonesia at some point in my life. So I thought it would be really nice just to like um, do it on that. And I, I guess it really hits close to home because like my grandma, she migrated from Indonesia to Malaysia for like a better life. And like, of course, she had to do like some informal work, mm. um, like in the meantime and stuff like that. So um, that's what I dedicated my dissertation on and it's just like me thinking about like you know what would happen if it was my grandma mm. in Malaysia trying to find like a better life for themselves but then like this pandemic happened and like they're really struggling so what can we do to make sure that this doesn't happen yeah, yeah it hits close at home so you're more yeah. likely to be passionate about it and like you yeah, want yeah, to yeah, definitely. do well yeah. that's amazing and I'm, I'm really glad you're almost there you know like one yeah, more I month know. I'm so glad too. <laughs> yeah um yeah. so there's so many things about culture that i really want us to talk about because oh, you're, cool. you're yeah. quite diverse um you know mm. we we haven't really got to that topic yet um but yeah. before we do i do want us to go on a song break um and you brought okay, songs cool. for us yeah uh, do you want to share to us one of them Okay, I think the first song I'm going to listen to is um, Zona Nyaman, mm. and um, that's an Indonesian song, and I guess it's a, it's a song about, like, your comfort zone and, um, like, trying to get out of it because, like, um, the only time that you'll actually, like, grow is when you challenge yourself to get better. Um, so I think it's really important to, like, always to... Um, try to like learn new things or skills to meet new people and to travel and maybe like move to a new place so that you can learn more about yourself and like um what you want to do or or, uh, what you want to achieve in your lifetime yeah Mm. and that's the perfect Mm. song for this segue as well Um, (laughs) yeah yeah definitely (laughs) um so we'll be right back after the song break Terjebak di dalam ambisi Seperti orang-orang berdasi yang gila materi Rasa bosan Membukakan jalan mencari peran Keluarlah dari zona nyaman Sebilu Bersama hati Kita ini insan Bukan seekor sapi Sempilu 
back on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM. I'm Arina and you're here with Nurul. Hi Nurul. Hi. <laughs> Hi everyone. Um, and we're here Thank for... you for joining us again. <laughs> yeah uh, and we're both here for Connecting Cultures Features, a show by for and about the multicultural people of Dunedin and New Zealand. Um, so Nurul introduced herself um, and the things she does on the show um, during before the song break. Um, and now I really want us to talk about culture and cultural background because mm-hmm. you mentioned a bit about being um, Malaysian, Indonesian and yeah. growing up in New Zealand. So I do want mm-hmm. us to talk more about that. Yeah, um, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. So what's your cultural identity? So I am half Malaysian and half Indonesian. My um, dad is from Malaysia, um, but my mum is from Indonesia um, so but I've also been living in um, New Zealand ever since I was five years old so I've been here for the past 20 years and I guess that's why I sound more like a Kiwi <laughs> um, and yeah so like I guess throughout um, my life especially because like I live in a um, small rural town I was always like the only other person who like I guess looked different I was 
like pretty much the only Asian in all of my classes. So I came from a school where there was only like a hundred students and I was the only Asian there. Um, but like, Alhamdulillah, um, like ever since I was young, like I've still been uh, with the same group of friends, mm. which is really nice. And like, um, I'm really grateful that they've always accepted me from like the very beginning. But I guess they didn't really have a choice because we have no other <laughs> friends to be with. Because it's a small town. Because <laughs> yeah, it's a small town. But mm. yeah, no, it, it's great. Um, like, um, yeah, like I'm still quite, I'm still really close to um, the friends that I've made like from when I was in primary school. So that was really cool. Um, and like um, my Bahasa, like Malayu and Indonesia, it isn't like the greatest, um, but I can still understand and I can still have conversations. But um, like right now, I also have it as a priority for me to like um, learn more of my language so that I can like really be fluent in it. Mm. Um, and I guess just um, before the pandemic hit and like after I graduated, I did went back um, to Malaysia and Indonesia for a whole year. So that was really nice just to get in touch like with who I am and just to like learn more about the language and the culture and just to like have a feel of what it's actually like to live in those countries as well. Mm. Yeah. And when you went back to Malaysia, Indonesia, how does that feel? Mm. It, I feel like it felt like I, I don't know. I just, it just felt so like homely. Like um, it felt like it's where I needed to be. Um, and um, I don't know it's like living in your home country just hits different than like living overseas like I know, know like a lot of people always try to get out of the country sometime and I know so many people want to live in um, New Zealand but there are actually a lot of things that are like really nice or like that I'm really grateful about like in Malaysia and Indonesia as well because like in those countries, we really do have more of a culture. Um, and, like, you really do feel like um, you belong there. And it's just, it's much, it's a much more, like, interesting place to live as well. Mm. Yeah, because, like, in Indonesia, it's, it's so multicultural. Like, there's so many different ethnic groups. And that's the same with Malaysia as well. And it's like, it's awesome to see how those two countries, they live in harmony with one another. And um, that's something that um, I guess like probably like a lot of countries like look at because, you know, um, there are a lot of like different and diverse groups in it, but we do like work together to achieve like a common goal. And that's something like I'm, quite proud about um with Malaysia as well like you know how Malaysia became independent and all of that like that was a team effort for like mm. everyone in the country and it just makes me so proud like to be a part of that and even with like the um COVID pandemic with the like Ben Bendera put there like just helping like each other out like the right down and everything like that's awesome to see yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I think, um, it's great that you mentioned all that. It makes me feel like, yeah, you know, there are so many good things about our culture that mm, for um, sure. should be more reflected on. Um, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, like it's 
amazing to see how like everyone gets along. I mean, like there is some like race, like institutionalized like racism there sometimes, but like at the end of it and like at the heart of everything, like Malaysians actually do look out for one another mm. and they do it really well. Mm. It's the people that yeah, um, yeah, it's the people. that we miss. Yeah, and like yeah, yeah, exactly for mm. sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, something that we did not mention at all during the mm. intro was that yeah. was your uh, Miss Universe New Zealand story. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I think this will be like the longest part of the interview, so yeah, I do want probably. you to share that story with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, so back in 2018, I was part of a beauty pageant and it was for Miss Universe New Zealand. Um, and, like, for me, I, like, I still can't believe that I um, entered in a beauty pageant because sometimes I feel like it's not me, not really me or, like, um, I don't know, like, people. I mean... I don't know, like, Can to you this day, like, I just tell can't us, believe like, it happened. <laughs> like, how you just signed up for it? Like, have you always been interested in, like, do you, no. do you watch Miss Universe? <laughs> no. okay. I had no idea what they do in the beauty pageants. Like, I had no idea what was going on. I was literally just going with the flow and everything. Um, but I think what happened was I had um, a friend who photographed some of the contestants from the previous year and I just thought to myself like hey like what would happen if I entered Miss Universe New Zealand and I signed up for it online and I completely forgot about it oh and God. then um, a couple of months later I received an email saying that I was um, in the semi-finals and I'm just like what did I do <laughs> what did I get myself into <laughs> did your um, family know <laughs> no so I didn't tell anyone that oh I entered God. So, like, no one knew about it. And um, I went to the semi-final. I mean, I think it's called the semi-finals. Yeah. Um, and what happened was they had, like, a weekend called camp. And at this camp, um, we just, like, did, like, photo shoots. We did videos, um, the catwalk. And we learned more about what Miss Universe does. And um, we had interviews and all of that. And like, and when the organization talked more about um, the values of um, this universe, um, like, I felt like their values was aligned to my values as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that got me even more interested in doing um, this universe New Zealand. And um, literally on the night that they were going to announce the finalists, I told my dad that I was that I entered. How, how did you go to this weekend thing without your dad knowing? Well, I told my mom about it, uh-huh. but I always it was held in Auckland, and I always go to Auckland, so it just it was just like a normal weekend. I yeah. Guess. Um. So yeah, I was. I told my dad, I'm just like, don't freak out, but um, I have to tell you something, and then he was like, Are you getting married? And I'm just like, No, I'm not getting married. <laughs> Of course, that would be the first thing. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, um, and I was like, no, I enter the beauty pageant. He's like, are you going to wear the bikini? I'm just like, no, I'm not going to wear the bikini. <laughs> and then um, I'm just like, no, I'm not. Um, neither of them. But mm-hmm. um, they are going to announce the finalists. Um, so, yeah, we watched the um, finalist announcement together. And I got in. 
and um, <laughs> after that, it was like, it was um, like I think the journey, the Miss Universe journey, was like about three or so months, and it was really cool. It was amazing. Like every single um, like finalist or girl that entered. They were amazing. And you know how they were, they are like stereotypes about um, beauty king, queens being like catty and stuff like that. Mm. Um, they were completely the opposite. They were like the most loveliest bunch of girls that I've ever met. And I'm, I still keep in touch with them to this day. And mm. um, we had, we just had so much fun. And like the thing is, I remember in the Settler Camp, um, one of the um, like title holders, like she told us, she's like, um, you know, the competition is not a competition um, between like against other women, but it's like a competition within yourself. And it's just like trying to be the best version of yourself that you could possibly be. Um, so that was a really good like um, motivator for me to join as well. And it, like it definitely did challenge me to be the woman that I want to become. And mm. I think it really made me grounded on what my values are and what I want to do in life and what my passions are as well too so that was really cool and um one of my favorite things that we did um for Miss Universe was that we were able to go to Thailand for 10 days and that was like the most amazing experience that I like one of the most amazing experiences that I ever had in my life and um yeah, so we were just going around Thailand doing like a lot of touristy things and it was just so cool. And like it, it was definitely like a once in a lifetime experience. And a lot of people ask me, like, do you want to do another beauty patch? And I'm just like, no, like I just want to keep it as that because I had mm. a really amazing time and like I don't it wasn't about me getting the title, it was just more about me just trying to refine myself like as a woman. And, um, yeah, just learning more about myself as well. And, um, yeah, like, it just it definitely challenged me to be, like, the best version that I can be. And um, I guess, like, one of the defining moments of me being in this universe was um, when I somehow became viral, like, all yeah. around the world. Okay. And you said and that it, things happened within three months, so... That must have been yeah. a really fast three months for you. Yeah, it was a very fast three months. And like at the time, I was also still studying as well. So it was, it was really busy, really intense. And um, we also had to do like um, the entrepreneurial challenge. And that's like to raise money for um, children living in poverty in New Zealand. So that was really cool um, for me to be able to help out in that. Um, but yeah, like um, I guess, you know, like in this, day and age especially with like social media I feel like and like TikTok I feel like um there is maybe kind of like a culture where people kind of I guess want to get famous or want to get followers and stuff like that and I I guess because um I've experienced this like a couple of years ago and stuff like that um it's not I don't know. For me, it's not really something that I'm really interested in anymore. Like, I've lived through that and I know what it's like. Um, but I think, like, sometimes we should be very, like, weary or very conscious of how we use social media um, just so that, like, um, it's not something that we, like, always... Um, 
define ourselves to because I feel like with social media we always um, compare ourselves to other people and their life but the thing is like when um, people like on social media they only show only just like a fraction like the smallest bit of fraction of their life and it's not the whole picture so it's really important to focus on yourself Mm-hmm. Because, like, um, you know, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you went viral, um, if you don't mind, share us about, mm-hmm. like, what were the challenges and what was, like, the things that went through your head when it happened? I think when I realized that I became viral, my body was, like, literally shaking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I had a physical reaction to it because, um, like, I'm only a really private person. But like all of a sudden, so many people knew about me, about my life, and like so many different facts about myself. And I was just like, well, um, that's kind of weird and strange, but mm-hmm. I think I got used to it, so that's okay. Um, but I think one of the challenges was just um, maybe like for me to realize that like um, things weren't really ever be the same after this like especially when people know about you and then sometimes they have like a perception of who you are Mm. and then yeah I don't know Mm. but like yeah so like for me it's really important like especially when I meet someone um in real life um or like if they knew about me from like Instagram or whatever like it's just for them to know that like hey like I'm well, I'm still like a human being mm. and um, I'm not perfect and yeah I'm just like yeah I'm just going through life and going through the motions as best as I can yeah mm. I love that you mentioned that um, I feel like I relate to it as well like I use my mm. Instagram as like a platform where I share my podcast but mm. um, I don't post my family photos there you know there are yeah, private yeah. moments where I don't like share um yeah and that's amazing yeah. yeah um and like it's just navigating through that and sometimes we just forget yeah, yeah, there are times for sure. when you just forget that you know it's not the mm. whole thing and you just need to reflect yeah, no, on yourself sure. yeah 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 exactly no for sure like people still like even though they i mean like everyone is like at the end of the day as a human being and we all feel so many different types of emotions and feelings and we're all going through a whole lot of different things so yeah like make sure um that you focus on yourself first and foremost um and yeah just try not to compare yourself as much as you can and like for me it's been um a bit of a struggle because like especially coming back um to new zealand and like going through COVID and you just have so much time to think Mm -hmm. and reflecting your life it's so easy to compare yourself with other people and um I mean this year I'm turning 25 and um I don't know like some like I know for a couple of people including myself like 25 is like such a defining year because Mm -hmm. it's like a quarter of your life or you might go through your quarter life crisis but you know like you know I get it I mean like I'm in at that stage where like a lot of people are getting married and congratulations on getting married by the way (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome yeah and like people are buying houses and like people are having babies and everything like that but then I just gotta remind myself you know like everyone has a 
different timeline exactly. and that's okay like just um do the best that you can and like take opportunities whenever you can and like you don't have to follow what everyone else is doing mm. you know you just make sure that whatever you do make sure that you have like um like intentions like um good intentions for it and I think that was one of the things that I always had to keep reminding myself when I was in Miss Universe New Zealand was that um to always be intentional with like everything that I do and like um not to get things get to my head or anything like that because it's actually so easy to do that you know what I see from everything you shared was a lot of Mm -hmm. growth like how old were you when you were doing Miss Universe yeah (laughs) I was a baby I was 20 years old yeah Yeah. like that is such a young age 21 that is yeah I know for sure you must have like I I can't imagine going through like a lot during that age Mm -hmm. well I did but like um like you you went viral like it's a universe thing you know yeah, yeah. Um, and there must have been like a lot of people expecting things from you as well um but mm, yeah I, for sure, I, I like that i like that you said that you know it's about the niet the yeah for sure the niet, intentions. The intentions yeah yeah for sure and that's really important with anything that you do in your life i feel like having the intentions is really important like sometimes it might be difficult for you to like action it out but it's like at the end of the day, if you have the intentions, I think that's a good step. Mm. Yeah. And are you happy where you are now? With what yeah, you're doing? no, definitely. Alhamdulillah. Um, so like what I've been doing is I've been reflecting a lot on my life and um, the growth that I've had throughout the years. And like I've definitely grown a lot, especially like from five years ago and um even like with the whole pandemic thing like a lot of people feel robbed of like two or three years of their lives and I feel the same way sometimes as well but you know like at the end of the day alhamdulillah like Allah has um beautiful plans for you and every moment has led to this point so like everything you do you're meant to be where you are right now and so you just got to embrace it um still try to remain grateful as much as you can and um if if you aren't happy like you do have the power like to change things sometimes Mm. you know like um one of the things that I really believe in is that um you have everything and anything like within yourselves to um go and work towards your goals and your dreams as well so just have the intentions, like try the best as you can, um, seek help when you can and like um, have trust in Allah as well and like have trust that he always wants what's best for you. Yeah, and I, I think like I haven't really talked much about like religion, but that's something that's been like really important for me for the past couple of years and just especially during like my Miss Universe journey and like wearing the hijab. Um, I mean, like, I, w- I think I might have been, like, one of the first in the world to, like, ever do that. Um, and, I mean, like, I'm not the best Muslim. And, like, for me, entering the Miss Universe um, New Zealand as a hijabi, like, I didn't want to be, like, a representative of Islam because that's a lot to shoulder on. But what I wanted to do was just to, like, break some of the stereotypes 
and the boundaries that like uh, Muslim women face as well throughout the world. Thank you so much, Nurul, for mm-hmm. all of that. You know, I feel like I really needed that pep talk as well. Um, like, because I was, I would be one of the people who would say that um, COVID robbed <laughs> my past because <laughs> yeah. um, there, there were so many things I wanted planned, but I'm not mad anymore. I just had my yeah, partner sure. come to New Zealand the day like the month where uh, borders open international borders open yeah. you know so I, I'm yeah. not gonna complain anymore <laughs> yeah yeah no for sure yeah. I mean yeah like things happen for a reason and like the best time as well mm-hmm. so yeah Everything, yeah, will be good for you. Yeah. Um, let's talk yeah. about well-being. So, you know, mm-hmm. throughout Miss Universe New Zealand, there must have been like a journey, roller coaster of mm. emotions for you. Um, and, you know, you did, you graduated, you did your master's, um, mm. COVID. You did your yeah. master's during COVID. That's, you know. Yeah, I did my master's during COVID. I think uh, that's one thing that I got out of it, uh, which is great. Yeah. You know? And I didn't plan to do my master's at this age. I thought I would do it like in a couple of years' time. Uh, so, yeah, but I'm really glad that I um, managed to do it during a pandemic because then it just kind of felt like I accomplished at least one thing. Mm, so yeah that's true and I'm sure you had um, something to focus on when everyone Mm. was like running crazy (laughs) yeah no for sure Um, yeah so how do you take care of your well-being when you're feeling down um for me it's really important to um talk to my closest friends and yeah just to have a chat with them um about like what's going on um I feel like some people just bottle it up and then once you bottle it up it just gets worse and worse and then sometimes um like some people they just might explode and then they just can't handle it anymore so I think it's important to prevent yourself from getting to that point Mm -hmm. and just talk to someone that you trust it doesn't have to be a friend like you could even talk to um a counselor or, or a psychologist and um New Zealand they've got like talk lines that you can uh, phone up and talk to someone about what's going on so that's good as well um but I am um I don't know like a thing about me is that I love being in solitude Mm. um so like there's a difference between being alone and like feeling lonely I guess and I love how like in solitude like I know I can be happy with myself as well so sometimes I um take myself out on a date and just like go to like a cafe a cute cafe and um um, I also love to journal so I journal a lot of my thoughts as well and that's like one way for me to take everything out of my mind as well and just to put it on paper and just it just feels like um a relief whenever I do that Mm -hmm. because sometimes it just feels like I'm just holding in like so many things so once you write it out you like take it out outside of you as well and I think it's really important to um be like active in some way like for me um I like to walk and I like to do hikes so um most weekends when it's not raining or anything like that (laughs) like I love to go on a hike or walk somewhere um with like one of my friends so yeah that's what I normally do Mm. um yeah and just like try and pick up a new hobby if you can or like do the things that you're still passionate about um one of the another skills that I picked up 
during the pandemic is flower arranging. Oh and yeah, that's something I saw that. that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's something cool. that I've been wanting to do for years. And like flowers give me so much joy. And then arranging flowers and then like giving it to other people like gives me even much more joy. So yeah, like I love doing that. And um, yeah, I think those are like really good ways just to take care of yourself. Mm. Yeah, and just like for me, like there are. I think every day I like I ask myself like how am I feeling today and then if I feel a certain way like what can I do to help it Hmm. so yeah and that's one awareness like the Mm. like you ask yourself like if you didn't do that you wouldn't know (laughs) yeah exactly Hmm. yeah for sure yeah Hmm. no I think um these past couple of years I've really uh, worked on my um my emotions and my response to things because what I've noticed about myself is that like you know whenever when I was younger it was really easy for me to react to things but now as I've grown older I make sure that I respond to it and like I want to make sure that I come from a place of like um love and like contentment and I guess stability (laughs) rather than like hurt and anger and like sadness yeah Mm. yeah I think yeah it's really important just to work on controlling your emotions Mm. yeah and that's all through experiences yeah for sure yeah the the whole experience that you've experienced (laughs) (laughs) yeah no Mm. for sure it's amazing yeah yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Nurul, for being here today. Yeah. You know, I feel like I've learned so much about you and Really? Oh, I yeah. so. I hope so. Yeah, I have good things. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm excited that we're gonna see each other this weekend. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I'm really excited for that too. Yeah, mm. super excited. Yeah. yeah. I'll be really good. Yes. Um so yeah. one last song before you go. Um, do you mm-hmm. mind sharing with us the other one? Um I guess this is like a very OG song in Malaysia. It's called Standing in the Eyes of the World by Ella. Um, And yeah, it's just talking about like what I've been talking about. You know, every moment has led to this point. And, you know, you have to try your best in everything that you do. And yeah, just like try and follow your passions and your dreams and like, um, yeah, live the life that you want because you do deserve the best life as well yeah that's beautiful (laughs) (laughs) thank Um, you and thank you so much for being here today i'm sure our listeners are really excited to see um where you go you know oh thank you yeah and thank you so much for inviting me this has been such an amazing session
listening to Connecting Cultures Features on RFM.
있었어 모든 게 어려워진 소리에 맨 살아보고 좀만 듣던 척이지 yeah 겨우 숨은 곡에 남아 기쁨도 잠시 안모 아프니까 완전 충일을 지은 나와 반은 말이야 지금 막 서린인데 나는 절대로 안해 근데 막 어른이 돼 아직도 한참 어른인데 너보다 다섯 살밖에 안 먹었는데 스무 위설은 아래 고맙대 라이트 애도 원인도 안해 나이트 그저 나이트 가장 잘난하게 빛이 나 어둠이 드리워질 때도 겁내지 마 너무 아름다웠어 꿈이 활짝 웃어 언제나 사랑받는 날 This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.